0: I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the superverse.
1: We are fresh off of X-Men: Days of Future Past.
0: Fresh as it fresh as it gets. Maybe the freshest we've ever talked about a movie. We're still here on the couch. Have not moved.
1: The movie is ripe.
0: <laughs> it is. It and it's
1: is. ripe for talking about.
0: So true. Let's get cracking. This is a late episode for us. We got, we got a lot going on, but we know that people are desperate to hear our thoughts on this film. So we, we're getting it out.
1: We've been really looking forward to this one very on our so. X Men journey. It's
0: taken us a long time to get here.
1: I feel like this movie is very modern, but it. Definitely harkens back to the original trilogy in a lot of ways.
0: For sure. It does a really good job of like, yeah, because this came out in 2014. So, you know, the other movies that it's contending with right now are uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier and um, Guardians of the Galaxy came out the same year. So like that's what we're dealing with, like on the the MCU side of things. I don't think DC was doing anything at the moment, but like, yeah, it, it totally like straddles the new superhero feeling and you know like when we went back and we watched the first the trilogy it's like it's great but so much of it has like the early 2000s like corniness and cheese that's just like it comes with the territory and this isn't like afraid to like um address some of that
1: yeah like just like the opening sequence was very much or not the I want to talk about the opening sequence, but like the credits was yeah. like going through like the different powers. Like this feels like 2000 and I love it. Yeah.
0: I, I just think that's what X-Men is so good for. And, um, you know, like even they always have the X like title card sequence and it was no different in this. And I really hope that whenever we get like another mutant type movie or X-Men, if that comes later, they like retain that. Cause I think it's such a cool part of its identity.
1: Um, But the opening credit scene where we're in the not-too-distant future...
0: I actually think... I don't know if it said it we were doing a lot when this movie was starting, like, around the house. I think this actually takes place in 2023.
1: 2023? That's the year we're in right now. Yeah, believe it or not. Okay, well, the not-too-distant future from 2014. Yeah, yeah. How about that?
0: Yeah, that works.
1: Um, Really cool fight scene and... You think that they all are dead.
0: Just just another classic training simulation type deal.
1: Kind of. Yeah, mine, kind of. But stakes are high.
0: Stakes are very, very high. And I, I did forget like, what was happening, so I did think they died.
1: <laughs> I, rem- I, like, remembered the beginning. It also kind of felt like Inception, and maybe that's just because of Elliot Page. Yeah. But I was <laughs> right. like just like the fast moving pace of everything
0: oh yeah totally uh i thought for taking what could potentially be a very confusing concept um in like you know kind of like fixing or changing the timelines and the way that it was presented did a really good job of like packaging that up even though like it could be potentially very disorienting coming off of like first class Going directly into this being like, wait, what? <laughs> like, did I miss something?
1: Way higher action than first class.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, first class was great, but it's definitely like lower key. I mean, it does yeah. have like the big like set piece at the end. But like, yeah. It's this more is...
1: about lovers. Exactly. Although this one, it, the tension's there.
0: That's always a theme. But yeah, I, it it definitely like leans into the action, and we get to see like even though you know most of them are like basically glorified like cameos, um, so many of the other X Men that are there fighting. Like I forgot not,
1: that Bobby was in this. Right. I was like Bobbers. Like
0: <laughs> Bobbers indeed. But I mean, yeah, like for for Bobby and they bring back like all these other characters, like, even, you know, James Marsden's in here for like 30 seconds
1: at the very end. Yeah.
0: And that's the last time that he ever shows up in any X-Men movie. It's funny just like thinking about like and they introduce like characters that like I think would have been cool to bring back later on, like Blink and that other guy like Warpath. Like they're just Talk. fighting. But yeah, we don't really I don't think we no, because all the other movies take place in the past. So why would we,
1: should we say that we watched the rogue cut?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we've both seen this, I think just once before. Um, but yeah, this time I tracked down the, the rogue cut and we watched that instead. And the rogue cut adds like 17 minutes of new footage. Um, the big sequence and the reason why it's called the rogue cut is like towards the end of the movie. Um, actually mostly in the middle. Uh, Magneto and Iceman, and...
1: I would say that starts the end. Yeah,
0: well, Kitty Pryde starts, like, you know, not being able to do her thing anymore, so they have to stage a rescue sequence for Rogue. That's the big chunk of it, but there are also, like, little bits and pieces of other scenes added throughout the movie, some of which I thought were interesting. There's also a new uh, credit scene.
1: I don't remember, though, how they resolved that in the original movie, because I'm pretty sure Kitty's character gets hurt in the original i just
0: don't think anything i don't think anything happens like
1: it's just like oh time like we were running out of time because she's gonna like pass
0: out yeah and like i think bobby like gets killed fighting there but in the road cut he gets killed like while they're like pulling off this rescue and yeah like i already said like most of the other changes um were just like additions to other scenes throughout the movie or like there's there's a bit where still like asking logan like about how he fares in the future and that's new for this so on and so forth um you know i don't remember enough of the original cut to like really do a great mental side by side but i know like you know for adding over 15 minutes to the movie um, i never like really noticed anything that felt out of place i thought it was cool that they that they did it Because even Anna Paquin was like, it's fine that they cut my scenes. Like, she wasn't really that pressed about it. Yeah,
1: but she looked really hot when she came in. And, like, very evil with her hair and stuff.
0: The hair always makes her look very evil.
1: Um, I was like, oh my gosh, who is this new rogue? Also, I mean, this is a note for, like, the end of my notes. But, like, she gave up her powers. And, like, part of Days of Future Past, I'm like... Are we in the same timeline that we've always been in? Cause it doesn't really feel like it. Also, if this all started in the 70s and he already had his little machines made and it took until 2023 to get to this point?
0: Yeah. I mean
1: I mean, I hate to pick I I you know I hate to poke holes. You hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Someone's a cat. Got so you
0: gotta do it. I mean, yeah, does this movie in some ways like try to solve the absolute clusterfuck that is the x-men timeline yes and it also causes so many other problems because when we did the first class episode we talked about how that movie was originally planning to be a reboot it was not supposed to be a prequel to the other ones and by trying to retcon it into a prequel you you cause so many other problems (laughs) and it's really not worth even trying to mention them all because there's so many
1: I mean, I think it's on them for not just making it a prequel to begin with, because of course you want to connect them. It's more fun that way.
0: Well, yeah, but at the time, you know, when they made First Class, like, what were they? They were trying to move away from that because they had had two like
1: not so hot's in a row. Well, and the original series, the biggest error of the original series is how they underutilized Mystique, and I think the newer. The first class class realized what a cool character that was, and like made, and especially this movie, like pivotal to the whole story. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. I think Which so I
1: forgot how pivotal Mystique was to this. Extremely, movie. just the crux.
0: I would say that some people will probably argue that they uh, overcorrected for the next two movies after this in like the prequel timeline because yeah. especially because you could tell that Jennifer Lawrence's heart wasn't really in it anymore. But in this, like she really shined and did a really good job, like examining her character in the way that they set up in first class.
1: It, it did feel like kind of a weak attempt to reconcile both mystiques though. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they were trying to explain why the mystique in the original trilogy was the way she was like this, like cold blooded killer because yeah. of this, but not really buying it but that's fine.
0: No, I mean it's it's hard to buy the events of this movie happening before the events of the original trilogy. It just no matter how much they try to explain it, it's just not really going to mesh. But god for god help them, they tried.
1: One thing that's definitely not disputed across any timeline. Do you know what I'm going to say?
0: Uh uh Logan being cucked by Cyclops no no well that one
1: um charles and eric are always lovers
0: oh well yes of course
1: whether we're in future past whatever doesn't doesn't matter like they're just so loving towards each other in the future part and they're just like we gotta fix this and we're together now and we're happy I i mean there's some subtext there but i'm I'm picking up the lines that were omitted. Sure, sure, sure. That Charles is doing in his head.
0: Of course, yeah. We're not privy to that. But if you watch it with the secret subtitles, you can read (laughs) them. No, it's just, and it is really nice to like see those characters like actually get along with each other because like the future version, there's no time for Magneto to go on some villainous rampage. Like, it's like death is on their doorstep. Well,
1: yeah, in the past, they're they're together, too, and they're on the same team. Yeah. Until...
0: Until Magneto can't... He, like, literally just, he can't help himself. He's like, I gotta do it.
1: Well, I think that's what's nice about them going into the past is, like, showing, in some ways, like, you can't change who these people are at their core. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, the movie kind of, like, rejects that notion as far as it goes, like, with Mystique... Um, and like, we don't really we never see like you know how this version of mystique turns out in modern day which I think would have been something interesting to explore like we don't know
1: well I, I think that the core is still that you can't change who she is and but that's what Charles was trying to do he was trying to change who she was and when he accepted that like he couldn't change her hmm then he was able to get through to her. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's so, true. That's true.
1: That, but, I guess that's what I
0: mean. And now I just, I'm like, they should have just had her, like, in the end somehow. Yeah, like, yeah, she's a teacher, too. Because It like, can't be deal? too
1: tight, like, loosely tied up. Because also, like, Eric's not there.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, I guess, I don't know what their plan was. Like, I don't know if, um you know, the, we have a post-credit scene here that's teasing Apocalypse. And I think the reading that a lot of people would have done for the end of this movie was, oh, okay, we're going to, like... I don't know which set of characters they thought they would continue with because it doesn't really give you an indication one way or the other. And, of course, those all end up being prequels. prequels. Um, But, you know, maybe they wanted to, like, have it in their back pocket that they could continue with the modern cast, too.
1: I mean, I think people really like the modern cast and... I don't know how much they could do with Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. Like, mm-hmm. they're doing great, but, like, if they want to do these, like, big action scenes, like, they're slowing down. Right. I mean, they were great in this, in that last fight scene, but... Yeah,
0: for sure. I mean, you know, they managed to get Patrick Stewart back and for Doctor Strange eight years after this, but, like, he's not really doing anything. Yeah. Um, well, from the top, um, I've one been doing from well, the top. What are you well, doing? Well, from the top of my notes, <laughs> uh, I love that you know we talked about like you know the timeline inc- inconsistencies and whatever. But like something that the X Men movies have the gall to do that like like Marvel Studios, for example, just like won't is just like doing something with a character that creates like a clear like wow like how did this happen? Question and just not ever addressing it like. Yes, we know that, like, Professor X did something to, like, live. The details of it never addressed. Because it doesn't matter. If they needed him to come back, then he's back. But, like...
1: Very comic
0: of uh, them. Wolverine has his metal claws in the future. He lost his all of his metal at the end of um, the Wolverine. So what's that all about?
1: Nobody considers the Wolverine.
0: But they, like... But they have... Uh, they include... scene from it and like when he's flashing back so like they were treating it as and i think even like one of the producers or writers is like yeah like maybe magneto helped him get it back like fuck it they don't care
1: um well i just mean like i don't think they care about the wolverine
0: but like again like they they cared enough to like include like a bit
1: What scene from the Wolverine did they show?
0: Like when it's like kind of like flashing through Logan's memories. There's like where he like shielded the guy from the nuke. Like that was in there. So like someone remembered that the Wolverine happened. I mean, yeah, like, but again, like it's because they wanted him to have his claws and that was enough. And they were probably like, no one's going to care if we do this.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he wanted them back. So he could fight those guys. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Like, I just, I respect the choice, honestly. I mean,
1: I know that it was like a really painful experience for him, but I feel like the metal's usually like better, except for when he's dealing with Magneto. Right.
0: Yeah. Otherwise, that's all good. Or when he has to go through a metal detector, which I thought that was a really funny bit when he goes through it and is like expecting it to go off and like do the whole song and dance and then just nothing.
1: Weird that we're talking about Logan because my note is, um, Interesting. Another X-Men movie where Wolverine is at the direct center. Interesting. Huh?
0: Hugh Jackman's a moneymaker.
1: Can't he just be like a regular character? No. Like a Storm? Storm got like four lines.
0: Yeah. I mean, they were all in on him, but like...
1: Or like make some more room for Storm. He was
0: the the Tony Stark of these movies.
1: I'm well aware. And you know how I feel about the Tony Stark of the Marvel movies. Of course.
0: I mean, and yes, like, it's, it's very much like the... It's the Professor X, Magneto, Logan, and Mystique show. Like, that is what this movie is.
1: I was just gonna say, with Marvel, though, like, the Avenger movies are way more ensemble.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
1: Like, yeah, this is a Wolverine movie done like
0: <laughs> well i don't think i would go that far because like the the core of like the plot doesn't even hinge on like wolverine's like character development he's just like a vehicle for the time travel in my yeah, opinion but like
1: it's all of that character development like he's the one that gets charles like
0: yeah. back
1: and stuff
0: yeah i don't know i mean yeah isn't... i guess
1: he does kind of pull back in the movie, and, and we're seeing Charles That's and Eric of, and Mystique play out. Kind of
0: how I interpret it. Like early on, I'm like, sure because like we're seeing, like it's all he's from his he's the audience. Yeah, like yeah. he's the lens for us to understand how this all works. But I'm not mm-hmm. going to deny that it's like dependent on him as a character to like tell the story.
1: What and of course, th- he has
0: his contractual butt shot.
1: Oh my god! I know. First things first. What did you think of Peter Dinklage?
0: He was great. I really enjoyed him in this. If I recall, um, probably when we watched this for the first time was around the time that we started watching game of Thrones while we were studying abroad and we're broke and watching stuff all the time. And we were watching the X-Men movies because I had never seen any of them. And we were also watching game of Thrones because everyone kept pestering us about it. So we got a little bit of both worlds of Peter Dinklage and he was really good in this. Um, because, really like,
1: funny scene of him getting deposed or him, like, talking in front of Congress. Yes.
0: uh the Neanderthal thing. Yeah. I just thought that, like... I know that there's, like, another version of Trask that we see in X-Men 3, not really a real character, but, like, Peter Dinklage did a really good job of making Trask, who is, like, by all means, like, a horrible person who is, like, you know, hell-bent on, like, genocide of an entire species. Um And, like, having him come across in, like, a still, like, somewhat friendly manner and, you know, paints him as someone that, like, claims to have respect for the kind, like, the exact people that they're, like, trying to wipe off the face of the earth. I
1: mean, I don't think he comes off friendly or, like, respectful. No,
0: it's, well, he's not actually respectful. It's just, like, the way that he carries himself It's not like cackling villain. Right.
1: He's very like, I'm rational.
0: Yeah. He presents himself as that way, which blinds everybody else to the fact that he's like literally just trying to murder thousands of people. And that's like his entire life goal. And I thought just like picking him to play it just was good. I think they could have gone with like a lot of standard, like villainish actors, but he like made the character something different. I thought that was really cool.
1: We get another striker. Mm Mm-hmm. Our third or fourth striker?
0: Maybe third? Yeah, because the original series and then X-Men Origins and now here. This one's by far the most, like, punchable face.
1: Definitely. I hate this guy. I really like the fight scene at the army camp, though, with Mystique and stuff. And then they all are like, yeah, we'll help with our
0: powers. Yeah. Um, Totally forgot about that. We talked about, like, before we watched it, Molly was like, yeah, I remember like the start and the end and the bits and pieces between that are missing. And I was by and large the same way. couple things here and there, like when Mystique like jumps out of the window and gets shot in the leg. Like I remembered all that stuff. But like, yeah, the whole thing, like on the army base, like I had because I, I knew that Striker like was in it. I couldn't remember how he's in it he was a involved. lot
1: more than I thought.
0: Yeah. Same here.
1: Um, I remembered that um charles like doesn't have his powers because he's like saving his legs or like Mm -hmm. we were talking about that i was trying to play some movie it was and i think we figured out it was this movie yeah so i like remembered that plot um and i just really love james mcavoy's like acting in this like his whole disheveled woe is me is like really good
0: this dude is like literally like a burnt out like 70s ex-hippie with a heroin addiction
1: yeah, like the whole heroine, like, look, like, I hate to even call it a metaphor because he's literally like shooting up. Yeah. Um.
0: Thinly veiled metaphor. Yeah,
1: is like really heavy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's And I, I don't, I had forgotten like how they chose to tell that story and, you know, him like retreating from his powers. And like, we've seen that represented other characters before, but it, it's, uh. It's harder to see like coming from the person who is like always encouraging everyone else to like well for the most part encouraging everybody else to um, accept who they are and right. be proud of it. And now he's like holed up in a decaying mansion with a as you said naive enabler. I know he's making the drugs.
1: Beast is like really hard to get behind in this movie. I mean, I know we love Nick Holt and we love who Beast is as a character. You know, Kelsey grammar and everything, <laughs> but um it's like tough because he's just like so, like you can tell that he wants to see like the old Charles back, but he is like number one enabler. He's like, let me get you your your needle and belt and stuff like as soon as possible. Like he made the serum. He's just like doesn't have much of a backbone.
0: No, he doesn't. And he has, like, no, the relationship that he has with Charles, I just don't think, like, he has any, like, power, you know? Like, he, like, Charles isn't going to listen to him. He doesn't respect him. Right.
1: I don't know when Beast kind of goes on his own journey, and I wouldn't mind seeing more of that.
0: Yeah, would have been cool.
1: Because I thought he kind of had come to terms with things in first class but he's like definitely like receded and probably because of Charles. And
0: well, like it's this time it's like, it seems like if he, if he wants to be beast mode, he can, he, as he said, he's like taking just enough to like keep him in human form because that's what he likes, but not suppress fully his like mutation. So he is kind of, yeah, he's kind of chilling in between. But yeah he's like a very frustrating character and one of the sequences that the Rogue Cut adds is um, Mystique like returning to the the mansion.
1: That's not in it? Mm -hmm. When they sleep together?
0: No. That's not in the original. And It's
1: saucy. It's
0: very saucy and it's also like a very important character moment for both of them I think.
1: I would say like less for her because she's like got ulterior motives. Well
0: that's true. Um, But I just thought it was a it was a good through line, you know, addressing more stuff that was brought up in first class. I don't know why they would have cut it. It wasn't that long. <laughs> but what do I know about editing? Besides so just complaining about it. I thought it was fun that they brought back the fuck off thing from first class.
1: Yeah, acknowledging that he's in that.
0: And then like I thought that they were just gonna like end the scene on Charles saying it, but then I liked that Logan was like Of course, like, refusing to back down because he, like, literally has no time to waste.
1: Um, then we get, like, the subtle-ish mention that Eric killed JFK, and then later he's like, no, JFK was a mutant, and then we're just moving on.
0: I didn't remember that at all, and...
1: Uh, when they said was... he killed JFK, I was like, oh, I kind of remember that. But I definitely didn't remember the mutant thing. It was also, like, it's too big.
0: Right? Very big. It Reminds me, there's, like, a one of the Call of Duty games. Your character is, like, secretly, like, mind-controlled. And it, like, very strongly implies that you, like, killed JFK. And similarly, they just, like, move past it. I was like, huh?
1: Everybody loves that plot line. Like, it is the like not the cracks but it is the jumping off point for Umbrella Academy as well. Yeah.
0: Like they didn't even have to say who it was. We just we knew if there's a president being killed it's not fictional.
1: <laughs> we go to the Maximoff's house. Yes.
0: I'm
1: very excited. I
0: also like that it the movie implies that like Wolverine knows Quicksilver in the future
1: yes where
0: the fuck was he then he wasn't he wasn't hanging out with the crew
1: that was my question i was like who is he referring to as the like older version
0: he just knows him
1: um there's two sisters sisters. mentioned we don't see the other one
0: because the one that talks the she's like talking about she's like i'm a princess and blogan's like i'm the wolverine that line was in this cut, only she doesn't talk in the original, and I remember like people just and she's like in the background of one of the scenes at least the one where um they're all like watching Nixon's speech on TV, and everybody was like, oh, Is that her? But they didn't have permission to use her, that was how the agreement went. Oh, I for think. Wanda, yeah. I don't know if it was an actual like, legal thing or if it was kind of just like a gentleman's agreement, like, All right, we'll do this with Quicksilver and then we'll move this way. And you guys don't need Scarlet Witch because you're doing Jean Grey. <laughs>
1: Right. I forgot that Evan Peters was in like this movie though. Yeah. Um, And I was really happy to see him kind of wish he was in the whole thing that he was, they could have used him in the whole.
0: Oh, absolutely. uh, But that would have been very irresponsible. That's how they're not, this crew is not like Tony Stark taking, uh, like sixteen-year-old Peter Parker halfway across the world to fight something, they're just like, "Thank you for doing this, and now we are going to leave you alone." And
1: don't go breaking into the Pentagon again.
0: Yeah, once was enough. I his scene is really cool. My notes and I like remember like, thinking about this the first time, like, and especially when you compare this Quicksilver to the one in Age of Ultron. He's, Aaron
1: Taylor Johnson. And Taylor mean? Johnson.
0: This one's like too fast. Like he is literally He's too so fast. Fast. I mean, it's really cool. But it's fun. But like, that's why they always have to like kneecap him in each of like the sequences. I think he at least has one in Apocalypse Um, and I think he has one in Dark Phoenix, maybe. But it feels like they always have to sideline him besides that, because otherwise he's just too strong. Like they can't keep the action sequences don't work when he's there potentially messing everything up.
1: Yeah, I like that the kneecap in for, like, The Flash is Superman is like, I can see you, bro. Yeah, like,
0: (laughs) it's not going to work on me. And that was great, Um, especially, like, in the context of how that happened. But they clearly just had so much fun with the jailbreak sequence. And, like, that alone gives Evan Peters Quicksilver so much more, like, identity.
1: Right. Is his son breaking him out of prison? Ooh. I think so. I think so. They make a little joke about it.
0: Do they ever actually like talk about it? I, I he seem says to remember.
1: my mom used to date a guy but that could do that.
0: In, in one of the next couple movies, like that's like a plot oh, yeah, where he's like, 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 I explore. want to tell him that he's my dad. But I don't remember if he ever actually does or not. That.
1: Yeah. I feel like he does. And then he's like, I don't really like the person you are because he's like, really like on like, really like the, like, the good side. Chris yeah. Silver is. Yeah. Yeah um i think the speed stuff looks really good in this movie like when they're in the kitchen mm-hmm. and they do that scene and with the needle drop which that's a good way to use music i feel like was in this mm-hmm. um you
0: listening black adam
1: yeah and what was that other movie we just watched that it was like that uh oh uh captain marvel
0: oh yeah i didn't like
1: that one scene um but anyway i think the Speed stuff looked good, and it almost looked like he was underwater at one point, like, in a cool way, because yeah, there was, it was like, like, liquid around him.
0: The way that he, like, moves, because yeah. it looks like he's moving in slow motion, it's really cool. They did a really good job with it. I think visually, overall, this this um, stands up really well to time. It doesn't feel like it's... I mean, yeah. I mean, was almost 10 years old, and it doesn't really feel like... It still feels fresh. It feels think,
1: way more recent than 2014.
0: Yeah, and the visuals are a big part of that.
1: Should I keep going? Yeah. Um, I'm on the airplane with Eric and Charles. and Yeah. Is that where you are? Or did you have stuff before that?
0: My notes are all over the place. Um, but yeah, my next note is actually about the plane.
1: I love how disgusted Eric is that Charles chose his legs over his power. And then he has like his little monologue. And then they're like... He's like, you abandoned me. And he's like, no, Charles, you abandoned all of us. And I just think it's such a good, they always have a good fight. And this one in this movie was excellent.
0: Yeah, no, it was fantastic. Because, yeah, for, for Eric, that really is, like, the ultimate betrayal. Yeah. It's like, fine, like, we can have our personal disputes, and we always will. But, like, he always thought that he would you'd be a mutant and you wouldn't try to ever suppress that. Why would you want to be like them? Right. Exactly. That's such a special. I think that's probably like of all the stuff that they disagree on, like throughout the entire series, this is probably like the most, like, like help me understand like why, why you chose to do this to yourself.
1: Right. And like, it is against Charles's character to not embrace his power that he's, Embraced since he was, like, 12 years old.
0: Yeah. It's not good. Bad news. And, uh, yeah, the the way he, like, starts crunching the plane together when he's getting pissed is pretty scary. I would not want to be on that.
1: Do you think that's why Logan hates flying?
0: I absolutely do. I absolutely do. I
1: mean, that's his, like, future self in his past body. That's what we call generational trauma. <laughs>
0: hey! That was good.
1: Uh, there are some really good um, zingers, I guess, in this. Um, when Charles finally meets up with Mystique, he... Oh, no, no. This is still, I think, on the airplane. When Charles says to um, Eric, like, you got inside her head. And then he goes, that's not my power. Yeah. But Eric Gotta. is a manipulative piece of shit, so... I'm not like fully on Eric's side there, but I slide. thought it was a good a good comeback.
0: Good witty retort bud doesn't excuse all this shit that you've pulled. I I didn't note uh, early on, I kinda called it I was like, I like how like globe trotting this movie is, like we're hopping around like Paris and stuff. And then I was like, Oh, I, I feel like the second half is like entirely in DC. And I was like, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Unless you got the future stuff. But uh Also cool seeing DC. A lot of DC um, geographical coverage in 2014 superhero movies between this and Captain America Winter Soldier. And somehow I don't... I'm not sure that this filmed in DC, but I liked that, you know, like Magneto decides to go and pick up RFK Stadium just just for fun. I guess at the time it was called the District of Columbia Stadium, which I did not know.
1: I didn't know it was called that either. And
0: that's where the Washington Senators played, the second iteration of the Washington Senators, because apparently the team kept forming and being sent to other states, which I just thought was cool.
1: Are you already at the stadium?
0: I'm not already at the stadium. Um, My next couple notes were all covered already, but yeah, I did have to ask myself around this point of the movie. I was like, okay, so like we're supposed to think that everything – that's going on here with Trask was happening in the background before the original trilogy. And I was like, I was furiously Googling being like X-Men Sentinels, X-Men like Last Stand Sentinels. I was like, surely they were there somewhere. Mentioned or something. No. Yeah, the very, very long development time on those bad boys (laughs) once Trask got killed.
1: Uh. Yeah, especially considering that, like, it doesn't appear that technology's changed that much in them since the 70s. Like, the thing that he shows them is, like, basically what they are, except for not, like, all of the powers aspect of it. But I'm just, like, they're, like, fully formed.
0: My headcanon is that Trask had, like, some super hard-to-crack password to activate them before... Magneto fucked it up and when Mystique killed Trask in the original timeline um, it took 50 years to crack his password
1: or they just like yeah it was just so much slower without him there but still whatever (laughs) it was just like okay we're a little too advanced
0: yeah and uh, as we talked about before Eric single-handedly fucks this whole thing out this we we could so much of this could have been avoided. So much of this. Like we go back, we, we stop. We
1: thought he got it.
0: Right. Like we stop Mystique in that moment, like problem solved. Logan gets to go home. We spend more time with the other X-Men. But no. Just can't risk an opportunity to be a bad boy.
1: What do you think of him wanting to kill Mystique?
0: It just seems like I mean, it kind of tracks for me because I think, like, even though, and in some ways he is, But Magneto presents himself as, like, a very, like, like, a philosophical, like, big thinker in how he approaches, like, the the future of mutants. But, like, you know, in this, like, he hears that the the key to, like, solving this future conflict is just through stopping Mystique.
1: Well, and, like, not letting them get... A hold of her DNA.
0: Right. And like, that's, it's like a single track mind, like by any means necessary. And that's just, that does feel like in keeping with him, like he has no nuance. He doesn't understand, like, even though he is convinced 100% that he is morally in the right, like how that can backfire. He just refuses to ever acknowledge that.
1: Like, I do feel like he's, very much against killing any mutant, like even one mutant is a tragedy, which yes, but then he does always pick, I feel like the greater good over the individual and, um, Dr. or Charles will always pick the individual over the greater good, mm-hmm. I guess, which I think it's taken me a long time to funnel that down into that sentence yeah
0: it's good though i mean yeah that that's a good distillation of both of the characters i just think like this is maybe maybe like just a slight revision of eric's character i don't know if it's fair to like say that
1: well he's like willing to kill rogue like and then i think he also he like kills all of them in first class yeah
0: yeah Well, he
1: doesn't. Somebody else does, I guess. But But I mean, like,
0: genuinely, I think, like, he, whether he would admit it or not, like, separates mutants in his mind into two classes. And it's, like, those who, like, meet him and, like, fully identify with his goals, like, first things first, like, no arguments. Or he sees someone like Mystique who, like, yes, they work together, but, like, he had to, like, win her over. And I think even though... You know, he was the one to like validate her, like in first class, and be like, "Yeah, like this is who you are, I think and you're beautiful."
1: He does think that she's like the most wonderful specimen, kind of. Right,
0: but it's it's kind of in a way that, like, yeah, like specimen. Like, I don't think he fully like respects her as no, a I person.
1: Think, I think he does, but I think I think it just is like he's seen a bigger picture, and he's willing to sacrifice. Pe- like people close to him,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Thanos killing Gamora. Got to do it. Mm. He 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 genuinely loves her, but he got he's got to do it. He's like he's like I don't want to do it, and I I would doubt it if it wasn't for like the whole thing where it's like it wouldn't have worked if he didn't. Right. So like genuinely like you see the big picture. Sorry, you got to go. Although yeah. Eric seems less than remorseful about it.
1: Well, that's because he doesn't actually succeed
0: yeah well even when he's in the act he seems to like not really
1: right and then he goes tries to manipulate her more
0: that's that's what he's best at
1: um I do think that it's a good conflict to have Logan lose consciousness and then it's like past Logan is now there I think they could have done that actually a little bit longer just as like a little bit of a derailment but I thought that was good
0: yeah, no, it was really cool. And, I yeah, I forgot that tidbit. Of course, like, that that happens because he sees Stryker and has, like, this weird, like, dissonance thing happening. But then, you know, uh, Professor X just being like, yeah, you had some acid. <laughs> Very <laughs> on brand for 1973.
1: Yeah. Um, easy
0: explanation at the time.
1: Another easy explanation is that, of course, everything is Nixon's fault.
0: I mean, yeah, of course. Of, of all the... Not of all the presidents, but, like, setting all it at this time is men. very believable that Nixon would kind of be, like, talked into all of this stuff Fear by mongering. Trask. Yeah. Yeah. Very susceptible to the message that he was selling, unfortunately. I don't know who this was playing Nixon, but I enjoyed him.
1: He was good. Um, we have Hank the Enabler, and then, um... Logan gets Charles to come out of it. But I was like, in my head, I was thinking in the normal timeline, I wonder how Charles comes back mm-hmm. to being the doctor we all know and love.
0: Yeah. I found myself wondering that a couple times, like, did he go, was, you know, the way he went through this crisis, exactly the same. Did.
1: Well, I wonder if it was like mystiques getting captured and ultimately like killed that brought him back.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Or did Hank just, like, grow a backbone? We'll never know.
1: We'll never know.
0: Uh, But, you know, the the bit where Charles is, like, talking to himself, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I liked that scene. scene.
1: I also liked our glimpses into the future and, like, how they're doing. I don't think they, like, in a good way, I don't think they spent too much time on it because ultimately it doesn't matter. But I think it was, like, good stakes especially at the end. There was one scene, and I think you were saying, I guess this was not in the original because it's when they're breaking Rogue out, um, but the side-by-side of um, Eric going to get his stuff from the Department of Defense and then Eric and Bobby, what a duo, going in Honestly. to save um, Rogue. I was like, this is so
0: good. Yeah, no, it was really cool. And it's with like,
1: Charles's, like voiceover.
0: yeah. Like they're same person doing like, you know, the polar opposite things, you know, old Eric's on the war path. New Eric is like, you know, doing everything he can to like stop a war from ever happening. I thought that was really cool. I think it was also like in the scene first, they bring it back later, but Professor X has the line where he's like, just because someone stumbles. Right. um, And, you know, he he like hears that from his future self and then he, he repeats it later uh, when they're talking about, like, if Mystique is, like, a lost cause, basically. And um, they bring that line back in Doctor Strange. Oh, in, really? Because he says it in reference to Doctor Strange, because when everybody else is, like, oh. we need to kill him, he's he's the problem. And then he's, like, just because, like, that one fucked up doesn't mean we need to...
1: Oh, that's nice. Good job, uh, Marvel.
0: Someone. Yeah, no, really good. And I, I think it, like, worked... Totally different context. And yet really is not is a cool callback, but not just for the sake of being a callback. So I thought that was cool.
1: Um I feel like once again, Bobby's the real MVP and gets none of the credit.
0: And he never will.
1: Poor Bobbers.
0: This is what he's destined for. It was really sad when he got killed.
1: It was he knew he he believed in the cause. Yeah. And still. that he would be saved by logan
0: yes <laughs> uh, the one and only <laughs> of course everybody's counting on him everyone has got some really gnarly deaths via the sentinels uh yeah. his was no exception and i was like i know that all of this ultimately is negated but damn if it doesn't doesn't hurt to watch i mean yes yeah, storm went out without a fighting chance you know you hate to see it that's right you hate to see it
1: i'm winding down on my notes I did have some some pokes at Logan, of course. Naturally. Um, I love that Logan has like literally lived through like every past, but is so flummoxed by the 70s. He's like, oh, only three channels. What? the? You don't have the Internet? I'm like, dude, you're the only person that has lived through all of these decades. And you don't remember what it used to be like?
0: I wonder if it's you know, it gets lost in the shuffle.
1: I guess, yeah. I mean, he has so much he has to remember. He's
0: been alive for like what, like two hundred? something And he's years? had
1: some memory issues in the past. Yeah. So he's
0: like genuinely like like the seventies. Like which one are we talking about? The eighteen seventies or the nineteen seventies? It, it blurs together after a while. Good
1: point. Good point.
0: But still, he knows that there's no internet. Like he's just doing that to be. I know. To be to he's doing a bit. <laughs> The classic Logan bit.
1: Yeah. But this future, Logan is such a softy, and I did kind of love it. Where he's, like, saying to Charles, like, we need you. I need you. Yeah. Gene needs you. (laughs) Even Cyclops.
0: Even Cyclops. Like, no. Cyclops is fine. It's like, how can I rewrite the future and bring Gene back and not Cyclops? Um, yeah, I I, I enjoyed um, all the ending to this. It's very heartwarming. And I feel like it's like a... This is so many times I talk about, like, something that I think is a trope and that I can never point to any other example of it. But um, the, like, timeline change and everybody, like, suddenly, you know, like, everyone disappears. I just thought that was, like, really cool. Very effective. Yeah. Because, again, like... I just like saw some article when I was reading about the changes that referred to the ending of this movie as confusing. And I guess it's confusing if you're like trying to figure if you're not out paying like
1: paying attention.
0: Well <laughs> well that's for sure. If you're like, wait, what? Like then, you know, it's obvious the movie's telling you what's going on. But I guess maybe they meant confusing and like figuring out like what this means, like for the timeline. Right. And, like, really, it's... You
1: can't think about it too much. It doesn't
0: matter. It's just, like, this is just, like, a fresh start.
1: That's how I think of this movie. It's, like, it just rewrote it, and they were basically, like, anything could have happened since 1973.
0: Right. Like, maybe maybe the original trilogy happened as it went. Maybe it didn't. we will never know. It doesn't it matter. It didn't,
1: because they're well, all there. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the first one did.
0: Right. Um, and I, I think that, like, there's, like, a couple of things that, like, come back... Maybe someone, like, references the thing with the Statue of Liberty.
1: Well, like...
0: That might have been Logan.
1: How do they rewrite the history of Eric dropping a stadium on the White House? I guess they're not. That's part of their history now.
0: That's, uh... they Yeah, the, the mutants have to take the L on that one. I guess it's better because nobody died... I mean, I'm not convinced that nobody died, but I nobody nobody important died. died. <laughs> so I guess I guess they'll take that.
1: I also Good th- point
0: though. Jesus Christ.
1: I also think that Eric's plan originally was like really or part of his plan was really good. Like have the their technology be used against them and being like, oh look, your stuff is really dangerous.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Cut. Leave it there. I can't. Right. He's
0: physically yeah, he's he's incapable of doing that. But,
1: like, what a great idea, Eric. Like, great initiative on putting the medal in there. And then let's maybe work together on how we can all, you know, collaborate from that.
0: You get that helmet anywhere near him. He goes full villain mode. He can't help it. And I, I wouldn't even say he's, like, a frustrating character. It's just, like, he knows what he's about. And he's, like, he's willing to go all out to execute it, you know?
1: His individual love for Charles isn't enough.
0: No, it's not. And it's so sad. I know. The poetic. He abandoned him again. Truth. Ugh.
1: I abandoned my friend. I just want them to be together playing chess.
0: That's what in the future version they should have had that. Just like the whole thing be just like, fuck it. Just have him there at the at the school, just playing chess.
1: I feel like they should have had an unfinished chessboard, at least. Mm,
0: That would have been good. Yeah, I I just... uh, Part of me is, like, sad, like, watching this, knowing that, like, the direct sequels that we got to this were not great. I am excited to watch them again, because it's been a very long time. Yeah. But, you know, knowing that, like, I do think that, like, we already talked about, they did this kind of time change so... Open-endedly, that there were like a lot of opportunities for like really like cool like revisionist stuff to happen. Instead, we got like just some like okay, like ensemble things. But I'm like, uh, it would have been cool to like. I know that they couldn't keep up like the parallel time travel thing for other movies; it wouldn't make any sense. But I was like, damn it! Like this was so cool, and seeing both of those casts together right. was so cool. And I feel like there are still more stories to tell with them somehow.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, X-Men is very, like, primed for a TV show. I mean, obviously, like, the cartoon existed for a long time where it's, like, can they just go on their little missions for, like, small potatoes? But every X-Men movie we get is literally the apocalypse mm-hmm. <laughs> or something akin to it. And it would be nice to get smaller stories being told. I mean, in some ways, like, I feel like the Wolverine movies were, like, that it was much smaller stakes. Um, and I think they could have done that with more characters and yeah, I would have much preferred a, a better Jean gray dark Phoenix story.
0: Yeah. We just didn't need to do it again. Simon Kinberg, you fucked up writing it and then the, you fucked up directing it. Like, let it go. Yeah. I do think it like it's, it's unfortunate because it totally does lend itself to a TV show, but like the budget doesn't. And they tried to do, they did like one show called The Gifted, which literally, like, was all in name, all but a name, like, an X-Men show. is was about mutants. And, um, shit, what was the FX show with Dan Stevens? Um,
1: Heroes? Legion. Legion. Oh, is that X-Men?
0: Yeah. And I don't think that's how they approach it in the show, but I think Legion, the character, is, like, Professor X's son in the comics. Uh. Um, but, like, you know, those were, like, very... The gifted was like a CW ish thing and Legion was like a highbrow. Like no one is ever just gonna be like, here's an X-Men show. Look, like, there's like,
1: nothing wrong with a good CW show. Okay? Okay.
0: I, I mean, honestly, like if if it had been good, you know, at least good enough, you know, the Flash got nine seasons, I think there would have been potential to work with. Alas. We will we'll will have to see what happens in the future, won't we? I mean, we do at least know Logan's coming back.
1: In Logan?
0: No, in Deadpool 3. Oh, right. (laughs) So we'll see. Maybe they'll do some other uh, little send-off cameos there. I would be willing to bet money on James Marsden showing up in that movie. Probably just to get killed.
1: Love that for him. I hope he does. Love some James Marsden popping up here and there.
0: Maybe throw a little Sonic the Hedgehog joke in there. I was going to say, he's really
1: busy with Sonic. (laughs) Yeah. All right. It's late. We're uploading this in an hour. We got to go.
0: Yes. Yes, we do. Hope you enjoyed us talking about this. We'll be back soon. Catch Uh, us on the
1: flip side with Ant-Man.
0: Yeah, we're going to watch that tomorrow. So you'll be hearing our thoughts on that soon. Until next time, we We are are Out of of the Superverse.